Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of our Tea to Green podcast. Hope you're having a great start to this winter weather. Alongside PGA Pro Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. We're here to talk about Tiger versus Phil, the match that they're billing it. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. But before we do that, Jeff, we're doing the show here at Glen Oak. We're overlooking the beautiful course, and there's some white stuff on the ground here. What happened to my fall golf? Yeah, probably one of the worst falls I can remember in 20, 25 years as far as golf goes. But, hey, you take the good with the bad. Um, hopefully, it means we have a nice early start next year. Yeah. That's right. It was um, an amazing summer, though. It was. It was. Spring was slow. Summer was great. Fall was bad. So, you know, Western New York, what do you can do? I know. All right. Well, we're looking forward to uh, getting the clubs back going. Anyway, so this week on, fr- on Friday, Tiger and Phil are playing their anticipated match, $9 million purse, and apparently maybe some side action along the way. Um, this, ma- this, you know, this match itself, I mean, I know if this would have happened maybe a decade ago, uh, when they were both maybe playing at their peak, it would have maybe drawn a little more popularity. However, the comeback of Tiger is making it good. I'm sure that Phil, being the showman that he is, I'm sure that it'll be pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, what are you looking forward to about this matchup between these two? I like that Tiger said he's been in Phil's head for 26 years already. <laughs> and I think when this match was conceived, both were playing much better. And in the fall, uh, Phil's game seemed to slip a little, where Tiger seemed to get a little bit stronger. So um, I think I would put Tiger as a big favorite. It'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to watch because of the, the theater that's around it, you know, having Charles Barkley and everything else. I don't know how competitive of the match will be, though. I think, uh, I think this might be over early. Yeah, Tiger obviously finished the season playing very strong. Uh, we mentioned it in our last podcast, though, had a rough Ryder Cup, and I think we had detailed that part of it is just that he, he might have just been on empty running through that event. He had been playing for week after week after week at a high level, too. He was playing in the Tour Championship. He, you know, he played great down the stretch. It's hard to maintain that kind of emotion and that kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know what the word, you're always grinding when you're on, on tour and you're trying to score your best every day. So grinding for two months like that, I think it took its toll. I think he's going to be motivated, though. This is, you know, this is, this is fun. First of all, this is big time. This is prime time. And, and him and Phil have been going at it for years. I think he wants to crush him. <laughs> yeah, I, these two have become more friendly, and maybe they would even say they're friends now. But there is definitely still, I think, with both of them, the I want to show you that I'm better than you. And, you know, there's money on the line. These two guys have big egos. I mean, they would just, they would love, you're right, both of them would just love to spank the floor with the other one. And they're going to be mic'd up, and there's yeah. going to be cameras in every possible position around the golf course. So we're going to get some cool views. We're probably going to have some nice experimental television for this and stuff that would make TV fun to watch golf. That's what I'm looking forward to, uh, and I think Phil's trying to beat your big brother. You know, Tiger's been uh, been whooping him for years, and occasionally Phil will get him. So it'd be fun as heck if Phil won or if it came down to 18. Yeah, and for Mickelson, I mean, I I, I kind of keep going back and forth on whether or not, like, all right, is he turning the page on his career? Uh, and then he gets a win earlier this year, and then he disappears for months, and then he's got some tournaments where he's in it, and then you watch him sometimes, and it's like. He, he can't even even sniff a fairway. It's like, he's definitely kind of going up and down. Do, do you think this is what we're going to get from him maybe over the next few years as he finishes out the PGA Tour portion of his career? I do. I think it's like that country song. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Yeah, I think he can, uh, I think he can pull it off. Uh, can he put four days together? I don't know. But can he go out and shoot 62? Definitely. He's still got the skills. 
He's a little rusty. He's lost a little zip on his fastball. He's getting older, but there's a lot, a lot of greatness inside there still. Yeah, and Tiger going forward, too, based upon what he did last year. I think everybody's got high expectations for next year. Uh, He actually is going to play in that Hero Challenge event in the Bahamas, uh, where he, of course, made his comeback start last year, and that'll happen the following week. So he'll get a couple of events in here, obviously, this one-on-one match with with Phil, uh, and then playing in that event where... He would have, I would say, just as good a chance of anybody to win. And, you know, now you start to think about him going forward into next season. I mean, I know that as soon as he won that tour championship, uh, his odds at the Masters went way up. And I think, you know, I'm curious to see what his schedule is going to look like here early. Like, how much golf is he going to play? And will he maybe go back to what he considers a regular schedule? The interesting thing is I think it brought his swag back, you know. And now all of a sudden, Tiger, hey, I don't know if I can play as good as I did before. Wow, all of a sudden I win the Tour Championship. A limited field, granted, but he played, played very, very well. He played great down the fall. I don't know if he's going to go back to a regular schedule because of his age and because why would he? Why does He doesn't need to play in every event. He only wants to play in the big events. And that way he can stay fresh and keep his body fit and not overwork himself. I can't see a full, but a nearly full tour schedule is something I can definitely foresee. One thing I did think that was interesting as we start to as Tiger, I think even a lot of people had said, became more likable during this comeback stretch. You know, being human, you know, Americans love the comeback story, and that was definitely on full display. But he just seemed so much more appreciative of the game, other golfers, supporters of the game, and, of course, even just the fans in the gallery that have supported him. I mean, for him to say what he did about some of those scenes that we saw at the Tour Championship, when he's walking up 18, I mean, that was one of the coolest moments in terms of the, the fans and Tiger that I've seen in his career. And the fact that he went on and said, you know, hey, this, this was super cool. I mean, Tiger would never have said that a decade ago because he was so locked in on being Tiger and I'm going to dominate and I'm going to win. I mean, for him to take that in a little and realize how cool it really was uh, – I bet you that's going to be a little motivating, too, to say, I, I love the way that felt. I want to have that happen again. And, yeah, that Tiger stare, he, he still got it, but I think he's going to end up playing better because of it because he's enjoying the ride now. Instead of just being focused on just trying to win that week, hey, it's great to be out here with these guys. What, what did he miss when he was away from golf? I bet he missed hanging out with his buddies in the locker room and the jokes and the side bets and all that other stuff that comes with golf. And I think that's going to, he's going to have more fun. He's going to play a limited schedule. I think you're going to see a lot of really good things from him next year. Yeah. All right. So prediction-wise, you're saying Tiger's going to win big in this. I'm going to say at least four and three, maybe five and four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. My... All right. I agree with you. I think Tiger's going to win. I, I hope it's close, but I think Tiger uh, definitely probably at this point is playing better. The only thing I don't love, me personally, they scheduled it a Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock. I was hoping for more of a, a primetime night sort of thing, you know, the Sabres playing at four, that doesn't help my cause. I'm not going to lie. I have a selfish interest in that, too. I'll be half watching, half working the Sabres game. But um, maybe this will lead to, to more one-on-one events or two-versus-two events in the future if this goes well. Well, I think it's cool. It's good for golf, yeah. you know, because it's a prime-time, off-season golf thing. That It's a pay-per-view, too. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know what the numbers for the pay-per-view are, but... All I know is it's good for golf. It's got people watching golf. Maybe it'll help help this wraparound season that we're having here uh, with the PGA Tour get a little more interest in it. If you are looking for a spot to watch the event, I know that uh, one of our Tee to Green friends, Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel out in Batavia, uh, they're going to have a big party inside 34 Rush, inside Thurman Thomas' sports bar. 
And if you go there and spend at least $5 in food and drink, they're going to give you $5 back in free play, so you can go right out onto the casino floor and play. Uh, but they said they're going to have it there, kind of a, a relaxation. It's Black Friday, so you might be out shopping all morning, you know, doing whatever. So if you're out near Batavia Downs, if you want to go there uh, and watch it, our friends out there are going to take care of you. I know you and I stopped there that one time. We had a good time. So if you want to go watch Tiger versus Phil, and you're thinking, hey, I don't know if I want to pay for the pay-per-view thing, if you're out there in Batavia, at Batavia Downs, they're going to have it for you there. And the Sabres game will be on against Montreal, so uh, it's kind of a nice way to maybe spend your Black Friday afternoon. Before we go, it is, as we said, unfortunately it feels like winter here in western New York. Jeff, how about uh, just some things that maybe people can be doing, whether at the Dome, in their basement, in their garage, like what would you be suggesting so that the rust doesn't start to pile up here on their golf swing? You know, this is a great time to work on your putting stroke. You know, I loved, I love the indoor putting drills, you know, get a little putting gr- uh, Putting rug, put a chalk line on it, find a really straight putt, hit a lot of three, four footers into the center of the hole throughout the winter, focusing on keeping your lower body stable, maybe checking the path of your stroke. I like people, if you're right-handed, to hit a lot of one, one-handed, right-handed putts. The other thing that would be great would be uh, just stretching and flexibility and, and functional movements. You know, Look up TPI on Twitter or on the Internet. There's, they'll have all these great exercises you can do in your home. Just when you're sitting around or you're watching golf or you're motivated for a few minutes, certain movements will help you in the spring, help your body move in a, in a golf function way. Um, those things are great. Any kind of any kind of hitting balls, it's, it's limited. Um, you know, it's nice to hit balls once in a while, but that you're hitting off a mat. The ball's only going 100 yards before it hits the wall. You know, it's fun to get together with your buddies. I wouldn't put too much importance on that. But it is a good time to remake or beat out any flaws in your swing. So see your PGA Pro, get a lesson, and get something to work on that fundamentally is going to make you a better player in the spring. I think that's a good point, though, is that, you know, Going to the maybe you go into the dome and hitting balls, and you get a couple buddies to do it. I mean, uh, both of the domes in the West New York area here too now they've both kind of ramped up, making it an entertainment time. You know, food, beverage, whatever. You know, the TVs and everything. Like those are good places to go with your buddies and hang out and have fun. And that's an important piece that we always say too. Um, sometimes it is tough to know if you're really getting anything out of it. So I, I think you're right. I think going in there, like, don't expect all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to shave 10 strokes off my game if I go to the Dome, you know, two or three times a month. Um, but what can you, what, maybe what can you do even beyond the putting thing that you talked about? It is tough to know. I mean, I hit the ball. I hit it in, into the back wall. Like, what, what can I actually, if I want to get something out of it, what can I get out of that? You know, this is a great, or fundamentals. This is a yeah. really great time to really drill in your fundamentals. Think about your posture. How many golfers actually think about how their posture works? Have a buddy take a picture of your, 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 your swing for you, your setup. Check your ball position. Use some kind of aid when you're hitting off the mat so you know exactly where your ball position. Have your buddies check where you're aimed against the wall back there and where that ball's hitting the wall at the dome. Um, your grip. Hey, if, you got, if your grip isn't really good, go see somebody. Get, don't see one of your buddies. Go see a club pro, PGA pro. Have them take a quick look at your grip and, and make sure your grip is right. Um, even any kind of your alignment, people, all these things tend to get off and they get sloppier as the year goes on, especially if you play more golf and you don't look at it. So grip, alignment, posture, those kind of things are going to really help you anytime you're out there. And that's really productive practice. Just if you're out there and you've got clubs down so you know where you're aimed, you know what your ball position is, you've got one fundamental thing that you're trying to make better in your swing, that's, that's how you make a positive uh, improvement during the winter. If you're out there hitting balls and just you know trying to hit it hard, Harder and that, that's good. I'm sorry, I correct myself. I do want you to try to hit it harder. And, and that's a good point. Another thing that's great to try to create more speed this winter because you don't have to worry about where the ball's going. Hit that ball as hard as you can. Practice creating speed when you're in the dome. Swing a light club. 
fast. You know, try to create, uh, as I always say, swinging a heavy club makes you stronger. It doesn't make you swing faster. You want to swing faster. Those are things that would be positive that you could do at the Dome. Okay, good advice there. Jeff, thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the match. Yeah, I've got a rules seminar here Monday. I'm going to learn all about the new rules of golf next year. Big changes coming, Brian. That's right. 2019, the USGA making a whole bunch of rule changes, so we'll be talking about that on future podcasts. For PGA Pro, Jeff Minas, I'm Brian Colsey. here at Glen Oak doing our Tee to Green podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.